On this interview episode, Andy is joined by the king of the fight, NWF heavyweight champion, the Titan. Welcome to the Road Home From Wrestling interview. introduction to this gentleman not only is he the uh nwf champion uh he is also the sultan of suck it oh, yeah. he is also the champion of chud he is uh, all of those things he's joining me right now how you doing man good brother how you doing not bad can you hear me just fine is it okay yeah 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 okay i forgot to plug in my headphones like an idiot and then i heard you come on and i was like shit so <laughs> how's it going man it's going, man. Just kind of hanging out. Woke up with a little bug in my head, so I'm trying to work through that. Well, you know what's good for that is spinach and chicken, I hear. Uh, you know, I hear that you eat that broccoli stuff. You get oh, Okay, broccoli. That too. You know, uh, you, can, you can maybe, you know, get uh, broccoli and chicken. But I see you got a nice big glass of water there. That's awesome as well. Um, you know, one of the things that we've joked around a lot about is the things that we eat, and that's been a good time. Um, but, uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. Um, you are the NWF champion. Tell me what it means to be the NWF champion, and how many times have you uh, held that title now? Uh, this is my second time holding the title. It means a lot because just because I came up in the NWF, I started when I was 17. You know, I pretty much never miss a show, so, you know, I've done everything. You know, ref and manager, security, I've done everything. So when I started, like, Carl Anderson was a champion, you know, and I've seen all these guys come through. And to be, like, part of that legacy, that was really cool. That's pretty awesome. Now, um, you know, I've seen you feud with Virus. I've seen you feud with, um, you know, Nasty Russ. Piece yes, of sir. shit. You believe this guy? <laughs> and uh, and um, you know, and now I, you have a dual feud going on, which we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, who's your favorite opponent out there, and uh, you know, and, and why? That's hard. I mean, there's a lot of different ones for different reasons. Obviously, I mean, as as much as me and Russ went through, it's it's always good to be in the ring with him. Just because for so long I look up to us. I mean, Russell's like my favorite wrestler. I used to tell him, you're my favorite wrestler. So, like, getting to work with him a lot, regardless of, you know, whatever else was going on, that was really cool. And same with, <laughs> same with Virus. You know, me and Virus were, like, inseparable for years. Everyone knew me and him were going to be together. We were, we, we were always drinking and partying and crazy guys. So, you know, being able to take it into the ring, that was cool, too. But like, there's a bunch of different ones just because for different reasons. Everyone has different reasons. Get away from me. <laughs> we got to run in? Yeah, I'm house-sitting and this cat won't leave me alone. Oh, fucking cats. Ugh. I hate cats, man. How, what's your feelings on cats? Uh, I'm not too much of a cat person. I have two cats, but they kind of do their own thing. But I'm much more of a dog person. Yeah, dogs are great. When you get home, a dog is happy to see you when you yeah. get home a cat's like eh, whatever you yeah, know what i mean I, clean my shit like yeah. one of my favorite things is when a cat is embarrassed you know it, it tries to do something uh fancy and it gets a little too fancy too big for its britches and falls or something and gets up and is like oh, i meant to do that you know it's <laughs> ridiculous well uh do you have a dog i do i do uh, she actually what kind of dog do you have uh, she's an Alaskan Malamute lab mix. She turned one, like, last week. Nice. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Chris Major says the cats don't give a fuck about anything, but Maria James, or excuse me, Amazing Maria, she says that uh, that her cats love her, and I think that she is anything. So I'm pretty sure that uh, Chris Majors is wrong in this case, unfortunately. So, um, now... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see here. So, so the first time I met you was at this infamous parking lot brawl, uh, uh, shindig that we had there. What was that like as a wrestler to kind of like, you guys are kind of doing the normal shit you normally do, yeah. but what, what, what was that like to meet these fucking goofballs and hang out in the parking lot and talk wrestling? It was fun. I mean, it's something a little different. When I first became the NWF champion, 
I got all these offers to do podcasts. And Roger was like, hey, I need you to call these guys to do an interview. And so it was, like, really weird. So then at the time, it was like, oh, this is another thing. And I was like, oh, it's live? We're going to go hang out in the parking lot and drink beer and talk? That's, that's <laughs> me right now. That's what I like to do. I like to hang out and drink a beer and, like, shoot the shit. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of what we do. I mean, you've heard our show. We, we, you know, we're, we're not professionals in any way, shape or form. That's the exact opposite of what we are. But uh, at the same time, we have a lot of fun. And I think that's part of why we're popular with the boys is because, you know, we make jokes and, you know, and, and at the same time, we, we also put in the work and everything. But, uh, but man, uh, we've seen you grow quite a bit. Um, and I don't mean physically, I mean, uh, as a wrestler and just a couple years, I was, I mean, the first time I saw you was it, um, in 2014, that's the first time I saw you at that Bogart show. Right. Okay. And, um, you know, and then, but I didn't, you know, I was, that was a lot of wrestlers to take in and yeah. I, I don't remember everybody, honestly. Um, but I, and, and then the set, the next time we saw you was at the Western sports mall, um, when you guys had the ring. Uh, way the fuck away from the curtain, and when people did run-ins, yeah. they had to run all the way across. <laughs> that yeah, that's the greatest thing funny. ever. Yeah, um, you know, uh, but we've seen you, you know, feud with these guys that are that that can really go like a virus in a nasty rust, and then we've seen you feud with some guys that are kind of. Uh, coming up, you know what I mean, and and trying to, still trying to learn, and the right. quality doesn't doesn't change. So tell me a little bit about that working with someone, you know, going from someone who is looking up to guys like Russ and Carl Anderson, and now you're the guy that everyone's looking up to. Yeah, I mean it's weird. It's really weird, especially like you know when you get the chance to work with some of the new guys. So it being, I never really looked at myself that way until like you know recently, even after I became the NWF champion. It wasn't until recently where I really realized that was kind of my role now. Um, you know, Adam Swayze, he's still really green. You know, he's only been wrestling for a few months. So having to pull him into that spot just because, you know, someone's got to take the reins, you know, needing somebody fresh that the people haven't seen in that spot. So having someone like Adam Swayze and putting him in that spot and going out there and having these high-caliber matches and pulling these high-caliber matches out of him, you know, but also <laughs> cool matches out of Virus, you know what I mean? Like, me and Virus used to have these crazy good matches, and he elevated me, so I, now I got to be the guy to take Adam Swayze and, you know, make him look like a main eventer. Well, you're doing a pretty good job. Um, you know, he's he's coming along with this character and everything, but, I mean, he's a real piece of shit, isn't he? I mean, like, this guy... <laughs> you know, he says he's from Hollywood. I've never seen any of his movies. You said you saw the... Uh, the hemorrhoid commercial, but I never saw it. What, what I didn't really see it. I just assumed, you know. I mean, he was so embarrassed about it. And, like, you're <laughs> embarrassed about something you don't do. If someone comes to you and says, oh, you did this, you didn't do it, you're just like, well, well fuck, you know, I didn't. Whereas he was like, oh. No, he made this whole big spiel about it. So it's like, you're guilty, bro. Yeah, he definitely did. Maybe he did such a poor job, it, it couldn't even be, you know, put out. You know, it's like, Probably. It, you know. It's pretty bad. Um, well, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the fact that uh, Adam Swayze <laughs> claims to be a a big time movie star from Thailand, where all movie stars are from, right? Thailand. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, he's Hollywood Adam Swayze. Although this is kind of a Jay Donaldson thing, so it's weird. He does the, you know, that he flies oh, yeah. it out, and he's Hollywood Adam Swayze, right? Um, which is it's kind of bullshit. One day maybe Jay Donaldson will kick his ass for that, but um. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he, that would be great. But he, um, he, you know, he had a commercial that he did supposedly, and it was for a hemorrhoid cream. So the, the crowd kind of <laughs> yells that at him uh, quite frequently, and it's become very comical, um, and it, it's fun stuff. But he's also recently um, found a manager. Tell me about this, uh, this schmuck that is following him around now. This guy is – like there's there's too much and then there's like then there's Gideon, and that's coming from me. I used to be a manager. I was that guy. I was like the little mosquito, you know, running around acting a damn fool. So I I I kind of get it, but he's just like too much. Like his the shirts he wears, are just, <laughs> you know, he's not an in shape guy, but he he's got to burn a thousand calories when he's out there running around the damn ring. Like he's absolutely out of his damn mind. They, well, I would assume that they have like oxygen just waiting for him as soon as he, you know, as soon as he, uh, 
hits that, uh, you know, that curtain because good, good Lord, either way, you know, um, you know, he, this poor guy, I mean, he is, he is really working hard. Yeah. I mean, bless his heart. I hope he's got a, a good doctor. Well, it's funny because you're working hard to make Adam Swayze look good. He's working hard to make Adam Swayze look good. Adam Swayze's just kind of, he's just coasting, you know what I mean? This fucking guy. Uh, it's it's unreal. But uh, another guy that uh, has uh, kind of recently, um, you know, ran afoul of you is Brody Cormick, um, team captain of what team? He doesn't even have a fucking team. He says the he Green represents the green, like the, gre- the green and gold. That's not <laughs> even the Brewers' colors, and he wears fucking baseball pants to the ring. What is this bullshit? I don't know. He's been on that for a long time, too. Like, a lot of people you see, like, you know, oh, two years ago, I, you know, my personality is different. No, he's, Brody's been whatever the hell he is right now for way too long. And, I mean, I mean, whatever, whatever floats your boat, but it's funny. Like, now he's, he's been around almost as long as I have. I mean, he's been wrestling for about 12 years. And now he's trying to, trying to take his shot, and it's not going to work out for him. I don't know what he's doing. I'm pretty sure you got, you know, Roger just keeps him around to put the cage up and take it down. I'm pretty sure, don't you think? Yeah. Hey, he's good, he's good at that. Uh, you won't see him do anything athletic, though, in the ring, uh, you know, and he's supposedly this great athlete or whatever. It's bullshit. I mean, for all the jerseys he wears, he should definitely be a lot more athletic. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, he's built like he, you know, maybe played football in high school, maybe, maybe a little bit of hoops. You know what I mean? But uh, he was probably the team manager. That's all I'm saying. He looked saying. like he like, might have played women's volleyball in high school. But women's volleyball. All right. Okay. I don't know about Well, I mean, contact sport. Team, team manager maybe, you know, of, of the women's volleyball team. That, that's, that's about as low as it gets, I think, right? That's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another thing that I – when I first met you, I was very interested in the character of the Titan. You know, um, this is a gentleman who, you know, is uh, is a monster among men. He is uh, someone who loves video games, and he's the king of the fight. So tell us a little bit about all this. I mean, we know you're champion of Chud. We know you're the salt and the suck it, but tell us about this other stuff that we don't know about. I mean, like, you, you pretty much said it. I mean, wrestling and video games, that's, like, that's a lot of what I do. I mean, most of the time I'm just hanging out and, playing video games or watching wrestling. So, I mean, I don't have, like, these crazy escapades or this wild life or anything <laughs> too out there exciting. I mean, I still like to go out and drink and, you know, do some pretty crazy stuff there. I mean, there's always some shenanigans to be had. But, I mean, there's nothing too secret. I'm usually a pretty open book. I don't have some secret life I live. I mean, most of my – if you go scroll through my Facebook, you get a general idea of the person I am. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, you know, Applebee's, uh, chicken and, and broccoli and fucking steaks and shit, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty simple. I mean, I don't have anything crazy. I don't have any – I don't have too many skeletons. So what, what games are you playing now? What's your all-time favorite video game? What's your first game system? Let's talk about the history of your love for video games. Uh – Right now, it really varies. I mean, I have, like, a two-terabyte uh, hard drive on my Xbox, so I have, like, 200 games, and it just depends on my mood. I wanna, usually, it's, like, Fallout or wrestling, like, you know. I'm big into the wrestling games. Like, I always get the new WWE games when they come out. As much as sometimes they suck, I get them, and I create 100 people and go crazy. <laughs> UFC, I play, like, the UFC games. I bought the UFC game that just came out. Um you know, but it'd be, a lot of times it's just random. I'll play random shit from four years ago. My favorite series is probably the Mass Effect series. I mean, that's like the patch on my jacket I wear in the ring and my socks. That's Mass Effect stuff. So that's probably like my favorite that everybody knows. I love Mass Effect. So which which Fallout are we playing here? Uh, three, New Vegas, and four. I like them all for different reasons. Fallout 4. What's Thank up? You. Every time I say Fallout 4, everyone's like, that's, that's the worst one. I'm like, dude, it's so good. The fa- Fallout engine hasn't changed since Fallout 3. It's legit. They take the engine just update the graphics. It's the same game. It just looks way better, and they have mods on Fallout 4. It's awesome. 
I love that game. I've been playing it since it came out. I just started a new character a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? I, I probably played like, you know, oh, Chris Majors, fuck off. Yeah. He says Fallout blows. He doesn't know what he's talking about, man. He, he uh, he, yeah, he, he's, uh, he doesn't even know which tag team matches to watch and shit. He had to ask Facebook to find out. So, um, you know, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but he's trying to brush up on his tag team shit a little late in the game. Yeah, you see that? He's like, oh, I got a tag match coming up. I better watch some matches. Anybody know of any good ones? Because I don't feel like thinking. You know, Lexi Green uh, is in the chat. She says he blows. I, you know, I, if anybody knows, I guess she would, right? So. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was low-hanging fruit, but you got to pick it when it's hanging right in front of you. So um, anyway, so uh, that leads us into, uh, you know, so, well, real quick, though, we let's to the video game thing. So Fallout's great. Have you ever played Skyrim? You like Skyrim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing Skyrim right now. I just rebought it, like, for Christmas, I got a bunch of like uh, gift cards, like Xbox gift cards and GameStop gift cards. So Skyrim was one of the games I bought because I had it on my Xbox, and then uh, it the uh, whatever the hell it was like the, the digital thing ran out. So I went and just bought a, a hard copy of it, and I've been playing that again. It's fucking awesome, man! It's like my favorite game of all time. I it, that Skyrim, you know, awesome. and like and Fallout is just basically Skyrim with guns. You know yeah. what I mean? So I. I yeah. I really enjoy that. I hate that when people say, what's that? <laughs> Sorry, laughing at a comment. Uh, what's that uh, What's that game that everybody says is like Fallout? Or it's like um, Skyrim with guns, but it's not like that. It's like your um, Far Cry. That's the Far one. Cry. Everyone's like, oh, it's like Skyrim with guns. It's like, no, it's not. It's, it's a first-person game, so yeah. it's kind of like that. But I a mean, a lot of first-person it, shooters out there. There are. God, there's so many of them. I was uh, recently having a conversation with someone about this Overwatch game that everybody's freaking out about, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you feel the same way that I do, that I, I, I've challenged people to explain to me, why is it good? Like, what is it? And they're like, well, you got to play it. And I'm like, but it's a first-person shooter, right? And they're like, well, yeah, but... And I go, well, what is it about that that's different? It's a fucking first-person shooter. Yeah, I never got into Overwatch. I remember I rented it. Because I was like, I'm not going to buy it because I don't really know that much about it. And I rented it, and I played it for like three days. And I was like, I think I'm going to take this shit back. This, this is kind of boring. Like, Exactly. I'm not a big fan of multiplayer games. If I play like a multiplayer game, it's going to be something like, I play Grand Theft Auto with my friends. Like, that's about it with multiplayer. Like, I don't play like Call of Duty and shit. I don't need, you know, some 15-year-old from Wisconsin telling me. <laughs> I don't need that. You know, I'm sorry. I, You know, I got other stuff I do. I don't need to get and have you know these people i'm not I don't, I don't think i'm i think i'm comically good like i'm i'm not the worst at some video games but online games i'm not gonna take that shit seriously i'm probably gonna like throw a grenade at my partners i don't give a shit like i want to have fun and overwatch is just like it's so it's a it's a multiplayer game and i'm just not, not into it I'm just not I, I i i'm with you 100 percent. that's why i don't like those games is because you know, it, I suck at those games. I'm not good. I don't have the fucking time to sit there and play it all day long every day. And uh, and that's, you know, that's that's kind of the problem. But um, let's see here. So did you have a Nintendo Entertainment System growing up? And uh, what did you – what was, like, the game on that thing? We had it all growing up. My dad was, like, even, like, a big video game guy. Not anymore, but when I was growing up, like, <laughs> we had Nintendo, we had Sega, and we even had an Atari that was, like, my dad's or whatever. And I don't remember too much of, of the Atari. I remember having it, and I remember a bunch of the cartridges, but I don't remember, like, playing the actual games. But I remember playing, like, a lot of Nintendo. The, when I really got into, like, really got into playing games was probably PlayStation. That's when I was, like, you know, going home from school, like, fuck homework, I'm about to play Tomb Raider. And I remember I used to beg my brother to play Resident Evil, the first one, because I was terrified to play it, but it looked so fun. And I would try to play it, and I would turn it off. And I remember I'd make my brother play it. And then, uh, what was the other game? There's another game. I don't know what it was. I mean, my friend. Well, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, right? Yeah. I mean, that was that that was a big one, right? You know, everybody <laughs> loved that. Uh, you know, uh, I I bought a PS One like five years after it came out, and I remember Tony Hawk One and Two. I played the shit out of those games. I remember um, two, but, was uh, two was great, right? It was way better than one, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, they they it was. They, like, they, it was 
And I love the music in those games too. And that was really fun. You know, I was like, Hey, I know these songs, you know, Dr. Octagon and all this like yeah. crazy shit. Uh, you know, Jerry was a race car driver and stuff. I love that, man. That's, that's fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, now you don't just work at NWF, right? You right. also work at a, a up and coming promotion, primetime wrestling in Paris, Kentucky, uh, just recently, um, has relocated to a new building. Have you yeah. seen the new building yet? What do you know about the new building that you can share with us today? Um, I don't know how much I can share. I know I've, I have seen um, I've seen some pictures and videos, and it's definitely definitely going to be something huge. I think this is going to be a real big year for PTW. I think the new location is definitely going to be uh, a step up with them being able to run regular shows. You know, have a home base. Uh, that that always helps when you have that home base, that place you can call home so you're not always on the road. Kind of like NWF for Bone Crushers. We always have a home. Now PTW has that. So I think that's going to be huge for them. That they don't have to worry about, you know, anything falling through. No matter what, they always have somewhere they can go. Um, that, and that, that's, that's just going to be huge for them, I think. Now, you are on the card on, on Sunday, right, for the first show in the first building. Is that correct? Yes. Do you know who you're facing? I don't. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not, I can't remember if you're on the poster or not, and I can't remember either, but uh, maybe I'll look it up here while we're talking. But um, you did recently face the man himself. You faced legendary Larry D. We used to call him motherfucking Larry D, but now he's, you know, he's quit fucking my mother. Uh, you know, he has a new kid, and, you know, it's nice that he's – moved on. I wish he would have just married my mom and made an honest woman out of her, but he didn't do that, you know. Uh, but uh, but anyway, what's it like facing a guy like Larry D? And, um, you know, tell me a little bit about working with him versus another opponent since he's kind of, he is legendary, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, you kind of take it, it's, it's, it's another match. I mean, regardless of who it is, but Larry is one of those guys who, again, I've known him for a really long time. Uh, I've seen what he does to people. You know, you can't just look <laughs> at I mean, everyone was giving me crap for, like, the whole time leading up to that show about, oh, you know, you see how big his hands are and he's going to chop you. You know he's going to chop you. You know, it's like, well, I mean, I'm, not, I, I'm not afraid, though. You know, I'm not, I don't get shook about anything. I mean, I'm the king of the fight. I don't give, I don't give a damn how big the guy is. I'm going to bring the fight. I mean... He hit me hard. He's probably one of the hardest hitters I've been in the ring with. He chopped me, and I was like, you know, do I really want to do this anymore? <laughs> and then you just freaking cock back and chop him back, and you, you, know, you just you throw it all at him. That's all you can really do. Now, I, I beg to differ with you a little bit about uh, the fact that you never get rattled. Because when you were facing uh, legendary Larry D there, there were some fans – um, that uh, I could tell by looking at your face that you were a little rattled by these fans. Maybe uh, the fact that you were just angry at them. Um, I, I'll say it for you. These guys are pieces of shit, um, and they need to learn how to be actual fans. What, what's your thoughts about all that? Larry was was way you know more riled up about that than I was. He was so, so mad. I, was, I mean, obviously, you know, being in that situation, we were, you know, what can you do? It's, it's, it's annoying. You know, you you buy your ticket, and you know that's that's the freedom to do whatever you want to do. You come and you cheer who you want to cheer you, but when people like that, that's not what they're there to do. They had their intentions were to steal the show, was to gather the attention. You know, they didn't care what was going on in the ring. They wanted to make the crowd react to what they're doing. And I mean that at that point, that's what gets irritating because now you're not like adding to the show. You're trying to take away from the show. And I mean, with, with guys, you know, we've been doing this. I've been doing it for almost 13 years, you know, Larry's been doing it for 15, 20 years, like, people who bust their ass and work really hard, and then you're just going to come and go like, eh, you know, I'm going to scream like an idiot, and, you know, let's all chant the alphabet, like, like. Yeah, meanwhile, you got fucking Dale Bass over there, just playing along, he thinks they're the funniest people in the world, um, you know, we figured out that we think they're, they were his drug, they are his drug dealers, or vice versa, he's dealing drugs to them, there's drugs involved, <laughs> Um, you know, and Dale Bass, I, I, I just really feel like that I blame him for this whole situation. They clearly are connected to him in some, in some way, but, um, 
How do you work through a situation like that? You got an angry Larry D in the <laughs> ring. You got these fucking idiots saying the Pledge of Allegiance. You got Dale Bass over here wasted off his ass fucking, you know, playing along. I mean, and you got us all dressed up nice, sitting politely. I mean, how, how do you deal with a situation like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, my first thing was, especially when we're like, when Larry yells at him, I'm thinking, okay, he's yelling at them. He's mad at them, but he's wrestling me. But he might <laughs> Like, you know, I don't know what's about to happen the next time he stands up. He might kill me. So I was worried for my safety over, over these jackasses acting like idiots. But we're all professionals, so at the end of the day, you know, we just fuck them, keep on. You know, the show must go on no matter what. Well, it did, and, and that was a fun little building. Um, you know, I, I rarely am I going to be able to go to Friday shows, and I would assume that they may stop running in that VFW hall because now they got this giant building right down the street. Um, I like the building. I didn't like the fans, um, you know, on the one side, obviously. Uh, it's fun, but, uh, but that's something, um, you know, we really like PTW and NWF. We find them to be very special and family uh, feeling, you know, not family friendly necessarily. I mean, NWF is, but PTW most certainly is not, you know, and um, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I really love it down there. And I just wonder, you know, I'm not asking you to choose which one you like better or anything like that, but what are some differences that maybe as an audience member, I don't see between the two promotions? Um, I don't know. That's, that's tough. Like you said, I think PTW is, you know, a little more lax on certain things. Um, like the salt and suck it thing is a really good example. That started off as just a joke. I was just doing it. Uh, I, you know, I used to be a, a bad guy down there, and I was trying to come up with the most obnoxious things I could do. I was like, what's the most obnoxious thing you can do? Well, you know, anyone's going to get mad if you come to suck it. And then I was watching Rocky. And um, Apollo Creed was like, you know, he had 15 nicknames. You know, like they were doing the introduction. Apollo Creed had all these nicknames. I'm like, that's so obnoxious that this guy has all these nicknames for even say his name. So I was like, oh, let me write down all these ideas. And then I, did, I made Dale Bass read them out. <laughs> and every week they were different. I would, I, you know, I'd stuff it in my tights and pull it out of my tights, make this a big spectacle. And I would kind of push the envelope, like, what, you know. What can I say that might get me in trouble? And I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to throw the sucker thing in there, the champion of Chud. Let me just throw these really gross and stupid things in there and see what happens. And then like, it, it kind of stuck. And I remember Roger was at a show, and the whole sh Dale Bass did the whole spiel. You know, and I have sucker written on my wrist tape, and I'm doing all this stuff. When we're driving back, because I rode down with Roger, and Roger says, why do you do suck it? Why do you do that? I was like, because oh, it's funny. Like, you know, like, I don't know. And he was like, do not do that in an NWF show. Do not do that. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I remember one time I was wrestling your boy Lexus and at Bone Crushers, and we were, like, wrestling around, wrestling around, and he, like, dropped me to the mat, got my face, and just suck it. I'm thinking, this motherfucker. And I look back, and Roger's sitting by the window, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to get punked out. So we wrestle around a little more, and I get him, and I do the suck it. I mean, it's in the back, and Roger didn't say anything to Alexis. Well, I told you not to do that. I told you not to do that. <laughs> he did it first. He did to me. I was not going to be punked out. But that's kind of the difference. I mean, you know, Roger likes to be kind of, you know, like squeaky clean, keep things, you know, to a line. Um, and, I mean, you know, PCW, you're not allowed to go out there and, you know, there's lines you don't cross, obviously. But, you know, it's – you're allowed to blur the lines a little bit. I mean, you know, I try not to be squeaky clean. It's no fun being squeaky. I'm not a clean person at all. I'm. <laughs> I you you barely you, you bathe like once a week, right? I mean, oh. is that what you're talking about here? What what bathe? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, that's a great story, and that leads into uh, some trash talking that was going on. Um. You know, I uh, I do uh, the the Road Home from Wrestling podcast, and one of the co-hosts for uh, most of the NWF shows is this guy Lexus Montez. He's uh, the Prince of Sport. He is um, the two-time Unified Champion. He's also the absolute best. I mean, tell me about this guy and uh, and this this shit that he was uh, talking about you. 
There's so many play out like does he who buys into his shit? Like he's so full of himself. It they, it drives me nuts. First off, the absolute best thing I was saying a year ago when I won the NWF title the first time. I said that for a couple mm-hmm. of years. So, you know, he can suck it on that. Also, <laughs> he can't call himself the absolute best when he's the mid card champion. I'm the NWF. <laughs> Like, That's awesome. Sorry. You know, so, like, you know, he just – he thinks he's so good. And it's like, dude, like, I trained for longer than you've been wrestling, period. Like, chill out. You you know, someday, but not today. Not not today by far. He's not even top ten in my book. And that's just – Really? He's got well, long- now, he's not even top ten in the NWF. That's what you're saying. No, I don't think so. Someday – Okay. I mean, just, he has a lot of potential. He has – limitless potential but the biggest weight around his ankle is going to be his ego mm. Jeez. i mean every, well, in one day it's, it might take a month it might take a decade but one day that that wall of called reality he's gonna hit it and he's gonna wonder you know how to turn things around you can't have an ego in wrestling you know know your worth but you can't have an ego really i you know I, I, I'm a big fan of a, a tribe called Quest, and I've always thought of this, uh, this, this line from Fife Dog. He says, if I don't say I'm the shit, then tell me who the hell will. And I always like that, you know, because to me, I, I feel like that confidence breeds confidence. And, uh, and there's just such a thing as being overconfident, which I guess is what you're saying. Um, but um, I think that he's much better than people like you know, Karen Oldendick give him credit for, and maybe he's much better than what you're giving him credit for, and maybe you're just mad that he was talking shit. No, no, because I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doubted. I've had people say a lot of things. And I just think he just, he has this chip on his shoulder, and he, he thinks he's owed these things. And, I mean, I, a lot of people can see that. I mean, he'll be the first one to tell you how much he's owed and how much he deserves. But it's like, dude, you still owe wrestling. Wrestling doesn't owe you anything. You know, um, Dean Ambrose put out thing like a year or two ago about that. Like, wrestling doesn't owe anybody anything. You know, you choose to become a wrestler. Don't act like you're entitled to something you've chosen to do. Um, and if you never stop growing. He he gets on. He was on the you know the road home boasting about, oh, he's the king of the fight, but he doesn't go to MMA classes and Muay Thai classes. <laughs> Well, guess what, Lexus? You're a professional wrestler, and you ain't been to Bone Crushers on a Tuesday in a long-ass time, so chill your ass out. Mm-mm. He needs to get his priorities straight. I mean, you know, he, he throws around all these allegations about, you know, oh, how he, he's this and he's that and he's so good, but he could be so much better. And and maybe someday he will be. I mean, I'm not doubting. I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. He is, but... You know, he gets on and I, he likes to down guys like me and like Jordan Clearwater. He throws so much shade at Jordan Clearwater. It's like, dude, you know, Jordan is out there doing it. Jordan is, when Jordan's at an NWF show, Jordan's the first guy at the building. Jordan's the last guy at the building. You know, when we go to Wilmington, the truck's having a problem starting. Jordan's the one sitting there with Roger to the truck that's going. You know, Jordan is the guy the first one at training. He's the one first in line at training. You know, Jordan's at the gym killing. Jordan, you know, was just up in Michigan this weekend. You know, on at a booking. You know, Jordan gets bookings all over the place. So it's like Jordan might be cookie cutter. Jordan might be, you know, Mister. Come on, yeah, which is very <laughs> I think that all the time. Like Jordan, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you need some attitude, and you're, you're like watching a, a custom wrestler who has no moves on a video game. But at the same time, Jordan is grinding like harder than anyone in the NWF right now. Like he is, he's out there trying his damnedest, and I mean, it's gonna pay off, and then. Lex is going to feel a little weird that he shit on him when he's sitting at home chilling while Jordan's out there getting bookings. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I, everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. And uh, the one thing that you said that sticks in my mind, um, and uh, I talk to a lot of people, man, and I talk to guys that have been in the business for a year. I talk to guys like Roger Ruffin and, and people. I mean, one of my buddies, his first match was in 1960. You know what I mean? And so I like to ask them questions, and, and I like to get to this point that you just made. You just said, wrestling doesn't owe you anything, all right? 
And <clears throat> what I've found is the folks with the most success in wrestling are the ones who believe that to their core. Um, the ones who, you know, uh, that, that look at, look at every day as a day to earn the right to get in the ring and every day is a right to prove themselves to the, the audience and stuff like that. So I, I, you know, on a serious note, that is, that is There's a lot of wisdom in what you're saying there. Um, as far as that goes, I know that, you know, just the, to you know break shatter the podcast kayfabe or whatever but you know is it you know i know lexus thinks a lot of that stuff as well and a lot of times when we're on the show we're just fucking around so you know uh a plus in a lot of ways we're playing into what all the other wrestlers do as well because everybody shits on jordan clearwater right holy, so holy. That, that is not that is not just us <laughs> me and jordan want and, a road and, trip. you should be in the car during a road trip all it is is shit on jordan day <laughs> I gotta give it to the kid. He takes so much, so much. He, if I was him, I would have already hit somebody or probably shot up a place. Like he takes so much, <laughs> and then just smiles about it. And goes like, "Chill, fam," and it's like, okay. <laughs> well, one day we'll get that that news article of being uh, the Cincinnati Enquirer. You know. Uh, bone crushers, uh, an Elmwood place, mass shooting, you know, professional wrestlers left dead everywhere. <laughs> Jordan Clearwater. Oh man, that would, that would be uh, tremendous. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, it, it, here's the deal with him, you know? So to me, a care, like he could really do something with a character like that too. Imagine if Jordan Clearwater finally snapped. And I'm I'm waiting for it, man. I want to see that so bad because I want to see when when there's a guy up north that you know, Myron Reed. You had a match with him at the uh, Elite Tournament, right? Yeah. He is so good, but he's got nothing in the character. And it's like it's like, man, I would love to see these these uh, generic baby faces, what we call them, snap, you know, and act crazy. And imagine, you know, the kind of fun stuff that could happen. Um, yeah. You, you know, your current storyline right now is leading towards not that necessarily, but something because, you know, you used to come out, you had a good time with the crowd, you're interacting with everybody. And now you're coming out and you're a lot more serious and you're, you're looking at that opponent in the ring like, fuck you, dude. You know, we, we've done this enough times. It's time for this to be over. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, there, there's a lot to be said and and coming to the ring in a serious fashion or in a crazy fashion and a less, you know, come on. Yeah. Like you said, you know what I mean? There's a lot to that. And, and there's so many different people you could be. Um, what do you think about the direction your character's going? And is this a, a conscious effort or is this just kind of a, you know, organic? Um, I like to think everything with me is organic. Um, I've gone through a lot of changes. Uh, when I first became the Titan, it was a hundred percent serious. It was there was no goofing around at all, and I was, you know, I probably took myself too serious, but it was still just, you know, that was why I was kind of shifting to another gear and trying to be, you know, I was still I was in a tag team and you know, I was mid to lower card, so I had this, I had a chip on my shoulder. I was like, I'm not gonna go out there and have fun. I'm gonna go out there and beat ass and show people I can be one of the best. And then I kind of got comfortable. I became champion. I had I had this great time. Wrestling was so fun, you know. Um, and I kind of wanted to have a little more, more freedom, and you know, just kind of be goofy and have you know have a good time. And I was out there and show that. So it was like, oh, you know, rest, wrestling and video games are my two favorite things. Let me kind of merge them. And then you know, I kind of started realizing, like you know, I could be more uh, like I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's really hard. It's it's weird. Like because I'm real. I'm the, I'm my biggest critic. I always watch you know, my, my promos and my matches back and think, you know, how could it how could it be better? How could it be more? And I kinda started going like that was that was a little too funny. You know, I'm the NWF champion. My name is Titan, the king of the fight. I, you know I should probably kick that guy in the face instead of, you know, quoting a video game. Um, you know, and then kinda going back into that fighting champion mentality now that like you said, I'm kind of in the middle of two angles. I have two guys that are coming at me and you know, it's kind of like the game's over, you know? I mean, and a little less Street Fighter, a little more Mortal Kombat now, you know? Like, it's time to just kick ass to remind everybody that, you know, Titan's not 
not to be messed with. You know, I can. It's it's a real thing. I'm the king of the fight for a reason. It's because like on a good day, I could you know make you forget who you are with one strike. You know, I'll choke you out real quick and and laugh about it and bring you a bottle of water. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe. <laughs> Maybe one of these days, you know. I'm always, uh, you know, I. That's one thing I, I'm not really afraid of at NWF is any of you guys beating me up. Not because you couldn't, but because <laughs> you wouldn't. You know what I mean? I have, uh, you know, said the wrong thing at other places and thought maybe, you know, something was going to happen. But uh, that's that's my problem. Now, uh, your boy uh, Carl Anderson just hit a gun stun off the second off Brett's rope, uh, yeah. and that was that was tremendous, man. That's that's awesome. Um, you know. Uh, it's it's really cool to see a guy like that on TV. Um, you know, I know he still kind of shows up at the shows every once in a while backstage to kind of say hi to the boys and everything. That's got to be a big morale boost for you guys. And not only that, but, you know, he's your friend. You know what I mean? It's got to be great to see a guy like him succeed in Definitely. America, you know? And he's earned it. I mean, like I said, when I was just breaking in, he was, he was the guy at NWF. He was leading trainings and stuff, uh, you know. I got to hang out with him a lot, you know, go to cookouts and, you know, hanging out at Rogers and stuff. So it's really cool to see where he is now because I remember when he first left the NWF and, you know, he went to he went to California, to New, New Japan Dojo, and, you know, he was having hard times out there. He was having a hard time, like, landing on his feet and getting everything going. So looking there and seeing now he's – you know, he's on Raw, you know, I mean, he's killing it, and that's awesome, that's crazy, that's like, that's my, you know, that's my buddy, that's my friend, you know, he's in my inbox, you know what I mean, like, that's cool. Well, I mean, not only that, but he was also 2012 G1 finalist, so just uh, don't, don't forget that, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, that's... yeah, yeah, all this New <laughs> Japan stuff, you know, none of that stuff can be looked over, but I mean, on a more just normal household name level, I mean, you mm -hmm. know. Everyone watches WWE to some extent, or knows what WWE is to some extent. Um, it's it's one of those deals too. I I miss the Machine Gun. You know, I miss seeing him come out in those New Japan shows, and 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 just he has a time perfect. It's like the Brock Lesnar thing, where Brock Lesnar throws his arms up, and the the pyro goes nuts. With him, he yeah. would bust out the you know gah, 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 and you yeah. hear the machine gun it was oh my god it was so great man and i miss seeing him in the g1s every year but at the same time uh you know it's really fun to know that he's closer to his family he's working that full-time wwe schedule and making that cheese so um yeah. now uh you know uh big mama's making a point about how he's gone from sleeping on the floor of the dojo to literally to monday night raw and that's that's pretty tremendous, you know. I can't wait to yeah. see what he they have in store for him at WrestleMania this year, and I hope it's something, you know. Yeah. Not the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. Um, now, uh, Daryl Kelly uh, brought up uh, the, the bare-knuckle boxer himself, which, by the way, Daryl Kelly has told me that they may very well name, you know, how the uh, NWF has the Turnbuckle Cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be a bare knuckle cafe, oh. by the way. So uh, <laughs> I, I told him I want 10%. Um, but, uh, but anyway, you know, I mean, he might punch me for that with his boxing gloves off. But, uh, but anyway, so um, he brings up a name that uh, comes around quite a bit these days, uh, uh, the Monster Abyss. Tell us about this gentleman. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome to have him around. I mean, not only is he, uh, you know, a, a good name to have on, you know, have on your, your show, he's also a good mind because he is so – so smart when it comes to wrestling i mean you know when he comes to shows he's not just there to wrestle or do whatever he's always helping the boys out in the back you know anything about wrestling you can think of any question you might have about anything you can go to him and he has a completely like just wonderful unique take on wrestling because he just loves wrestling so much and anytime you're having a problem with wrestling he's just he's the guy to go to so it's it's a really it's a privilege to have him on shows so frequently and he comes down the training sometimes and helps out so it's like that's just an awesome asset to have he he seems like a pretty cool dude too like as far as like a fun guy to be around and yeah. um i <clears throat> now i do have a little beef with him um because uh just recently uh yeah, eric calopy is just dying to get a reaction out of us down here so um eric we love you buddy i'm really glad i met you i can't wait to see you at the next fairfield show so there you go you got your mention um but uh but abyss so um 
he uh, <laughs> he is doing a character on uh, on Impact recently where he's a lawyer, which is normal, you know. It's it's Abyss's brother, you know, and uh, but also he's been doing these commercials, and I, we did that on our podcast, and I just wanted to get his own shit. You know, we had our own uh, lawyer character, Kevin Lee Davidson, attorney at law. And then these uh, Johnny-come-latelys all of a sudden are doing that. You know, um, I, what's going on here? Everybody needs to get their own shit. Let me tell you something that a wise man once said. In professional wrestling, there are no more original ideas. Someone somewhere <laughs> has thought of it. Someone somewhere has done it. You might not know. It might not have been on TV. But with all the independent promotions and backyard promotions and almost their promotions, someone somewhere has done it. Fair enough. I come from the music world and, and often, often, you know, people say the same thing, you know, that there's no original ideas in music and et cetera. And, and there's something to that. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, recording a podcast on your way home from wrestling shows, that was an original idea. Nobody had ever done that before. And now look <laughs> at us now. You know, now I have silly pictures behind me in my apartment and I'm talking to the NWF champion. So you never know. D dreams can come true, guys. All so. your dreams, kids. <laughs> Well, uh, let's see here. So you have two big matches coming up, three big matches. We don't know what one of them is because, uh, according to Big Mama, you just show up and you beat up who you need to beat up, right? And uh, that will be on Sunday at PTW. But on Saturday night, uh, this is a Bone Crusher show or this is the Hits show? I can't remember. This Saturday is Bone Crushers. Okay. All right. All right. And, and do you know who you're going to face this Saturday? Well, actually, Saturday I have two matches. Saturday afternoon – I will be in Nicholasville for PTW, where I will be wrestling Adam Swayze one-on-one. -on -one. And then Saturday night, 7 p.m., Bone Crushers, I'll be in a tag team match. Me and Josh Adams against Adam Swayze and... Now, so that is a true double shot. You're doing a real double shot, man. How the, that's awesome. How many times have you done a double shot? And tell me what that's like that, that when you're getting towards the end of that second match. I've done a handful. You know, I've done enough that I can't count anymore. So, <laughs> but it's, it's fun. It's not even after. Like, the second match and afterwards is fine. It's the between time. Because, I mean, like Saturday, you know, I probably won't even get changed. I'll probably just throw on some, some sweatpants over my gear. You know, we'll get in the car and, and go to Bone Crushers. I mean, about a year ago, uh, me and Jordan did that. And this first show was on a baseball field. And then the second show was at Bone Crushers. So we just, we wrestled, then we got in the car, went back. And like halfway through, we both looked down and both our shoes, or both our wrestling boots are covered in like that, that baseball dirt shit. We're like, well, fuck, now we're going to go into freaking, go into Bone Crushers and ruin the ring because we're just filthy messes. It's like afterwards, you don't even think about it. You know, it's like it's just another match. You know what I mean? Most of the time, now, I, I mean, I've wrestled hungover before. And when you get in there, nothing's wrong. Nothing, you're not sick. I've wrestled sick before. You're not sick. You know, you don't feel anything. After the match, when time winds down, you might feel it. But <laughs> you're in the ring, you don't feel anything. You're having a great time on top of the world. That's pretty awesome. Now, I do have a, a kind of nerdy wrestling question about doing a double shot as well or having, like, more than one match in, in, in one night, you know, like in a tournament-type setting or something like that. Um, there's there's got to be, and, you know, I, I think everyone's different in this way, but I, there's got to be kind of a, a psych-up that you got to do before you get in the ring, right? Kind of a, you know, you might, you, you might be the kind that centers himself, you know what I mean? Some people might be the kind that, like, you know, get all fired up and listen to heavy music and start screaming or something like that. And then some guys might just stretch, you know? So, like, you know, what's that? What's the, like, like psychologically, how does that work with getting amped up for a match and then having to come back down and then pop back up for another match? What, what that, what's that like? Yeah, that's a little tough. But usually, you know, it's two minutes for your matches when you get in that zone. You know, that's when you start, you know, whatever. I usually pace. I pace a lot because I'm a real antsy person. So, you know, I'll be sitting there chugging water or, or you know, pre-workout or something and just kind of get myself going. <clears throat> Ugh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> get and, it. Uh, you know, 
you, you have that first match, then you're kind of like coming down from that high feeling, you know, you're feeling great, and then you got to do it again. So, again, it's just like, you know, two minutes before the next match, you're just kind of like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's get it going. Then you try to get that heart pop in or whatever your ritual might be. You just kind of get back into that moan. You know, once you walk through the curtain, it's not about what happened before. It's not about what's happening after. It's just about being out there. Gotcha. Wow. Well, uh, that's tremendous, man. Now, um, so you have that big match, uh, you know, the double shot on Saturday. You're going to PTW on Sunday. Then the next week, you guys are going to be in Covington, Covington, Kentucky, um, which is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know if it's Covington or not, but it's, it's in Kentucky. And uh, it's, it's weird. It's not really in Covington. But, you know, it's in Covington like the airport's in Covington, right? You know, so um, anyway, it's, it's not quite that far, but it's just right down uh, 275. There's a place called Hits. Uh, we went there for your first show down there. It was a fucking blast. I loved the atmosphere there. Um, there was a whole baseball team there that you guys were, you know, all the heels were giving shit to, and that was good times. Um, what do you think about this next show? There's a, there's a, uh, battle Royal. I just call them battle Royals, by the way. It's assumed that they're over the top. Why are we fucking saying over the top battle Royal every time? Yeah. I don't get it, but, um, but, uh, yeah. So tell me you're facing Brody Cormick at this one, right? Or is this the Adam Swayze match? This is Brody Cormick. So, I mean, how are you going to beat him? The baseball or whatever he is, gets a, gets a title shot at the baseball indoor batting cages or whatever. That's not fair. I mean, he's got home field advantage, no pun intended. Are you guys going to be able to use – that's that was a good joke, by the way. I'm sorry I, I no-sold that joke. That was really funny. Uh, but <laughs> but the are you guys going to be able to somehow, without burying the, riff, the ref, uh, work in the batting cages and work in the baseball stuff in the, in the, um, in the area? What do you think? Well, I'm sure we'll, you know, he'll be working in a baseball bat. That's probably about it. I mean, I don't plan on, you know, taking him over to the fast pitch machine or anything crazy like that. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> no DQ, I quit match. You tie him to the to the, you know, uh, the gate there and he has to, and you're like about to turn the machine on. And he says, I quit. That would be great, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we, I talked to ATM last week and he, he won an I quit match by threatening to cut a guy's hair. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> tremendous, man. And you guys are in Kentucky. So, I mean, there's gotta be some wrestling going on, right? I mean, I'm just saying, these are ideas I have, you know? True. Now, uh, I see Cam is in the chat and I apologize. I am, uh, Fucking my thing up here, uh, my little gimmick. And uh, pa uh, Cameron says no sh shenanigans on his watch. But how do we even know that he'll be refing that match? You know what I mean? It could be it could be Lexus Montez's dad. It could be uh, you know uh, the man that rides the stars. We don't know who's going to be refing that match. Who knows? Yeah, I mean maybe he's just wishful thinking. He can get that main event spot. I don't know. It could be. It could be. I, I don't know. I mean, I assume he's licensed in Kentucky. We'll find out. You know, I know I am. So, I mean, there's that. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you didn't know that? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Road Home from Wrestling podcast is the only podcast that is licensed to operate in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you know how I got that, you know how I got that uh, done? Twenty-five dollars. That's how I did it. So. You'd have to get a physical. <laughs> no, I didn't have to get a physical. They, there's no uh, physical requirements. Um, I, I, I better not get drug tested. If so, that thing's going out the window. So, um, <laughs> but but I, I'm I'm carrying clean pee on me. So uh, at all times, I hear that's I hear that's the gimmick that you got to do right. So. Keep it room temperature though. Careful. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, whoever the head of the commission is going to be like, all right, all right, this is your pee, you know. <laughs> Have you ever seen this movie? It's called Rock and Roll High School Forever, and it's got Corey Feldman in it, and uh, they do this joke where – uh, you know, they bring in – they have to take a drug test for school, and they bring in um, – little bottles of apple juice, and they start drinking it, you know. He's like, this isn't my pee. And he's like, wait. Is this your pee? And they start switching the pee and drinking it. You ever seen that? No, no, I've never seen that. It's a terrible movie. I wouldn't watch <laughs> it, but it's pretty funny. That part's pretty funny. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, 
Well, what else do you need to tell us, man? I mean, you know, it's always great to talk to you. You know, we're big fans of yours, even though we cheer the bad guys sometimes. I'm sorry, you know. Um, and even though I, 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 give, uh, I give guys like Lexus Montez a platform to talk shit about whoever he wants. You know? so, um, what, what else do you want to tell everybody? What are some things that uh, we need to know about the Titan going forward? And what are the plans for the future, man? What, what, do, you, what do you got going on? I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm just hoping to make 2018 a better year and keep wrestling and you know, get get on some bigger platforms myself. You know, just keep pushing, making things better, making indie indie wrestling better, and that's about it. I mean, that's all I can try and hope for. Okay. Well, can you can you make me a promise? Probably not. Can we uh, get? What's that? You said yes or no? Not. What? Oh, come on. What about – all right, so here's my here's what I want. I would like the Titan to promise me right now that you are not going to do any more, uh, like, uh, forward rolling sentons onto the floor from a set of stairs. That's what I would prefer. I know you don't remember it, but um, please don't do that anymore. If, if, I, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed your match, matches with Russ, but that was rough to watch. So I – I hope you're okay and everything, but holy crap, don't don't hit your head on the floor, please. Yeah, that that sucked a little bit, but you know, it was wrestling, so it was fun. <laughs> well, that's you know, I remember when uh when Calypso uh you know got hurt at FanFest, you guys were joking around like, Oh, do you remember it? And he's like, No. Like, oh well, that's good, you know, it's good you don't remember <laughs> it. So <laughs> you guys are a, a different breed, man. Um and, and I do have one that's more fun. question for you. What what is your favorite beer? And, uh, and, you know, how many do you usually drink in a sitting? Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I would say my favorite beer is probably Heineken. I love Heineken. It's pretty good. You know, I can drink Heineken anytime, but it's a heavier beer, so I don't drink a lot. Usually Heineken's like a pregame beer. I'm not going to drink Heineken all night. You know, I'll drink me a six-pack and I'll be all right. So, but, you know. If I'm drinking Natty Light, I can go all night. You know, I'll drink a thirty pack class. It's an NWF thing, right? This is Natty Light business. It is. It is. <laughs> Natty Light's it's awesome. crazy. It gets a bad rap, but Natty Light's pretty sweet. Well, you know, I'm thinking about doing a sponsorship for FanFest, but maybe we'd be better if I just bought a quarter barrel of Natty Light and gave it to you guys. What do you think? I mean, it would definitely it would definitely get handled. <laughs> you think I'd be over with the boys if I brought a quarter barrel? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's that's awesome. Then he's like, give me PBR. Oh, because is he a hipster? He likes PBR. I don't know why. It tastes like fucking shit. That is ridiculous. Like, I'd rather drink 10 Natty Lights than one PBR. That's, oh. that's ridiculous. Easily. Easily. <laughs> I, I used to uh, – there used to be this restaurant across the street from me called Smoky Bones, and uh, I am a big fan of Smoky Bones. Uh, you know, I, I think that their smoked wings are delicious, but um, they had a special every night. After 10 p.m., you could get the PB&J for $5. It was a 22-ounce can of, uh, of um, uh, what were just, P, uh, PBR, and it was a shot of Jägermeister. Oh, no. What are we doing here? <laughs> God. Yeah, like everyone has that one thing that they can't drink anymore. And Jägermeister is my one thing. I mean, somehow I still manage to do one here and there, but like the smell of Jägermeister is a bad idea for me. Like I've done some pretty despicable things drinking Jägermeister. <laughs> I really should. That's awesome. Well, man, your your audio is starting to go a little bit, so uh, I think we'll just uh, kind of cut it off here. But at the same time, we need to find out where can we follow you on social media? Where can we find the Titan? Where can we say hi to him? Tell him we love him and tell him uh, that he's the you know he's the champion of our heart, but he's also the champion of Chud. Champion of Chud for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter. I barely use Twitter, but usually. And I don't even, like, promote a lot on Twitter. Twitter's usually, like, my 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm drunk and want to say something funny. So, <laughs> I mean, Twitter's all right. But on there, it's Mr. Platinum, I-N-G-E. And then on Instagram, I use Instagram a lot more, and that's the Platinum Titan. Okay. So, you can find me on Facebook. Nicholas the Titan is the fan page.
That's be pretty awesome. awesome. That's where well, I'm, I'm gonna. I want to help you guys promote those fan pages a little more and stuff, and get get you some more likes and all that shit. So if you're watching this, uh, you know, get on the Titans fan page. Like his shit. What the hell's your fucking problem? You know, tagged all over. Um, they can share. I mean, you know, all I that. Know, right. I, you know, the best way to get people to, like, follow you and do shit for you is to berate them and call them assholes. So you're all fucking assholes. You know, uh, you know, I, it's, it's it, you know, come on. So uh, anyway, well, I, I can't wait to see you wrestle again, man. I can't wait to see you uh, get uh, Brody Cormick up for the package pile driver. Maybe not, you know, but uh, we'll see. Uh, have you, do you do that in MWF? Do you do the package pile driver there? Yeah, yeah. I've done it a couple times. Okay. I did Swayze and Fairfield. I did it to one of the pumpkin heads onto the other pumpkin. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> these pumpkin heads. You believe these guys? <laughs> <laughs> that's all they got, you know. Um, these they're, guys they're are like crazy. Dummies. It's awesome. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just don't understand. I mean, they, their heads are filled with, you know, like a jack o' lantern's empty. But, like, seeds and that stringy shit. So, I mean, that's all that they got in there. Um, that's why they can't talk is they just go, and they like Nasty Russ that thinks he's cool because he has, like, kind of orangish hair. And they're like, oh, he's kind of like us. And, you know, and and, uh, and they just the do whatever he like says. Inside their heads, you know, the orange stringy shit. Oh, we just solved a giant mystery. <laughs> Holy shit. So that's awesome. Thank you so much, man. It's always great to talk to you. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, I hope I hope you feel a little better, and uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right, man? Yeah, I'll be all over the place this weekend, bro. All right. Thanks, dude. Take it easy, brother.